You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. New ransomware exploits a VMware ESXi vulnerability. Roasted octopus squads up. Lockbit says Ion paid the ransom. Russian cyber auxiliaries continue attacks against healthcare organizations. Attribution on the Charlie Hedbow attack. Deepin Desai from Zscaler describes recent activity by ducktail malware. Rick Howard looks at cyber threat intelligence. And the top U.S. cyber diplomat says his Twitter account was hacked. From the CyberWire studios at Data Tribe, I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Monday, February 6th, 2023. France's Computer Emergency Response Team, that's CERT-FR, and Italy's National Cybersecurity Agency, have both warned of a widespread ransomware campaign that is exploiting a vulnerability in VMware ESXi servers. The ransomware is exploiting CVE 2021-21974, which VMware patched in February 2021. Bleeping Computer says at least 3,200 servers around the world have been infected. CERT-FR recommends that organizations apply all patches for ESXi hypervisors, and also verify that their systems haven't already been compromised. The ransomware appears to be based on Babook source code. TechCrunch reports that the threat actor known as Octopus is now targeting the technology and video game sectors. The threat actor compromised more than 130 organizations last year using simple phishing kits. According to a report obtained by TechCrunch, Octopus is launching phishing attacks against video game companies, as well as business process outsourcing companies and cellular providers. Some of the targeted companies are said to include Roblox, Zynga, MailChimp, Intuit, Salesforce, Comcast, and Grubhub. Group IB published an extensive report on Octopus last August. Indeed, they're the ones who declared it roasted. The researchers say the criminal group combined simplicity with sophistication and its tentacles were groping at credentials. TechCrunch reports a consensus among researchers that Octopus is the same group known elsewhere as Scattered Spider. 
The UK-based Ion Trading Group, hit by a Lockbit-claimed ransomware attack that began on Tuesday, has reportedly paid the ransom asked of them by the threat group, Bloomberg reported Friday. Bloomberg News cites a Lockbit Group representative who told them that the ransom was paid and that the gang provided a decryption key to unlock the compromised computers. The person or entity behind the ransom payment, as well as the monetary amount, was not disclosed to the outlet. Reuters said last week that the attack could take days to fix, though if the group representative is reliable, the decryption key provided may expedite the process. The United States FBI has begun their own search for information on the attack, in addition to U.K. regulators conducting individual investigations, Bloomberg wrote Friday. MedCity News last week put the total number of U.S. healthcare facilities affected by KillNet DDoS attacks at at least 17. While much of the activity has remained at nuisance level, that hasn't been the case with all of it. Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare in the U.S. state of Florida took its IT systems offline Friday and suspended emergency medical services, diverting most such patients to other hospitals. It announced that for the time being, it would only accept level one traumas from its immediate service area. The hospital said in its updates on the incident, we are safely caring for all patients currently in our hospital and we are not moving patients to other facilities. However, we have rescheduled non-emergency patient appointments. Patients will be contacted directly by their provider and or care facility if their appointment is affected. The record observes that attribution to Russian auxiliaries is still circumstantial, but it seems nonetheless fairly clear. The attack on Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare comes just one day after a group of pro-Russian hackers announced DDoS attacks on hospitals in at least 25 U.S. states, knocking several offline for hours. The Russian cyber auxiliaries appear to have ready access to commodity criminal DDoS tools, Notably, the Passion botnet described last week by Radware, who stated, Passion Group, affiliated with Killnet and Anonymous Russia, recently began offering DDoS as a service to pro-Russian hacktivists. The Passion botnet was leveraged during the attacks on January 27th, targeting medical institutions in the USA, Portugal, Spain, Germany, Poland, Finland, Norway, Netherlands, and the United Kingdom, as retaliation for sending tanks in support of Ukraine. Charlie Hebdo, the well-known French weekly satirical magazine, was hit with a cyber attack that saw customer data stolen and leaked, Reuters reported Friday. Microsoft researchers are attributing the activity to the Iranian threat group Neptunium, which appears as Eminet Passargad in the U.S. State Department's Rewards for Justice program, Security Affairs wrote yesterday that the group claimed in early January to have stolen the personal data of over 200,000 Charlie Hebdo customers, sharing a data sample that included the full names, telephone numbers, and home and email addresses of people who'd either subscribe to or purchase something from the magazine. Microsoft says that the data was offered for sale at the price of 20 Bitcoin, or approximately $340,000 at Friday's exchange rates. The Rewards for Justice description of Eminet Passargad explains that the outfit is a contractor, an Iranian company that's done business under a variety of names. It earned its place of dishonor in the Rewards for Justice program 
through its unsuccessful attempts to influence the 2020 U.S. elections. But the State Department says they're not just ordinary trolls hanging out under some bridge in St. Petersburg. Emanet Passargad, State says, poses a broader cybersecurity threat outside of information operations. Since 2018, Emanet has conducted traditional cyber exploitation activity targeting several sectors, including news, shipping, travel, oil, and petrochemical, financial, and telecommunications in the United States, Europe, and the Middle East. There's a reward of up to 10 million Yankee dollars for information on the group. If you'd like to drop a dime on them, you can do so on the State Department's special tour site. And finally, Nate Fick, U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for Cyber and head of the State Department's Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Policy, tweeted Saturday, My account has been hacked. Perils of the job. What he means by hacked isn't further specified. In any case, the hacked account is a personal one the ambassador uses for posts about weather, mountain biking, and backcountry skiing, which probably accounts for the refreshing shrug-off. Ambassador Fick communicates officially through an official account at State CDP, and that's a good practice. Coming up after the break, Deepin Desai from Zscaler describes recent activity by ducktail malware. Rick Howard looks at cyber threat intelligence. Stay with us. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And 
And joining me once again is Rick Howard. He is the CyberWire's chief security officer and also our chief analyst. Rick, it's always great to welcome you back. Hey, Dave. So your CSO Perspective show is in the middle of your 12th season, which yep. <laughs> uh, is unbelievable to me, especially since the CyberWire has only been around for seven years. So <laughs> you seem to be running at warp speed over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, talked about this last week. This is dog years. That's how we count these seasons in CSO Perspectives. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, so far this year, uh, or this season, I should say, you've been talking about some great stuff. And uh, what is on your docket for this week? So back in season one, when we first started the show, we did an episode on cyber threat intelligence operations, or CTI, and it was one of our most listened to shows, so I really liked that one. Yeah, I remember that one. You were talking about uh, the intelligence life cycle, if memory serves me, which is, um, that's the, the mechanics of how you collect intelligence. Now, yeah. didn't you say that that was invented by the U.S. military during and, and around World War II? Yeah, that's right. They kind of invented the formal process after the war, you know, when intelligence officers tried to explain what they did during the war. So, you know, kind of, here's what we did. Yeah, that sounds good. But, you know, <laughs> the whole operation stuck. <laughs> so, but it's been two years since that episode, and I was just thinking it was time for an update. And I got a call from Landon Winklevoss before the holiday break. He's the co-founder and VP of content at Nisos. They're a commercial intelligence firm. And he thought it would be interesting to explore how the corporate world is systematically using their intelligence teams to help the business. So I grabbed Landon for a deep dive conversation about the current state of cyber threat intelligence in the commercial world. All right. Well, that is the CyberWire Pro side. Uh, what are you pulling out of the CSO Perspectives archives this week for the public side? So last week we pulled an episode about single sign-on, and so this week it made sense that we would couple that episode with a topic in the same general category, identity, kind of a double feature, if you will, right? So mm -hmm. this week we're pulling an episode from May of 2002 about two-factor authentication. You know, when I listened to that show last year, uh, I really had no idea there were so many different ways to do two-factor authentication. And, you know, with all things security, there's always that trade-off between the ease of use and the degree of security. Yeah, I didn't know all that stuff either until we did a deep dive on it. And we ended up covering several authentication methods in detail. We cover SMS, email, authentication, let's see, authenticator software tokens, push tokens, and the latest entry into the field, universal second factor, or UTF it's called. Hmm. Well, before I let you go, uh, what do you have for us this week on your Word Notes podcast? So this week, uh, the word is man in the middle. Well, I know you're familiar with that, goodie. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know, some things never go away. And um, we and we think that the first documented use of a cyber man in the middle attack was sometime in the early 1980s. So on this show, we explain what it is, and we even demonstrate its use from one of my favorite hacker movies, War Games. All right. Well, we will look forward to that. Once again, Rick Howard is the host of the CSO Perspectives podcast on CyberWire Pro. He is also our chief security officer and chief analyst. Rick Howard, thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. And joining me once again is Deepan Desai. He is the global CISO and head of security research and operations at Zscaler. Deepan, it's always a pleasure to welcome you back to the show. 
I want to touch today on the Ducktail Info Stealer, which I understand you and your colleagues have been uh, keeping an eye on lately. There's a, a new variant that you all are tracking. Yes. Uh, thank you, Dave. So Ducktail, uh, a very interesting uh, info stealing malware. Uh, so just to give you guys a background, um, Threat Labs team tracks dozens of uh, different info stealer families. So there's a group of researchers under Threat Labs that are tracking changes in this uh, threat landscape where how the threat actors are evolving uh, their tactics, tool tactics, and procedures to uh, to steal a variety of information. So um, as part of that uh, tracking activity, we came across uh, a new variant of Ducktail InfoStealer, uh, and, and that is being actively distributed by uh, pretending to be a cracked software, you know, nothing new over there. Like we've seen other families leverage that tactic before as well. It includes a variety of applications like, uh, you know, gaming apps or Microsoft Office application. We saw Telegram and, and some of the other popular apps as well being used by the gang. So someone's looking to get themselves a, a cracked version of software and they get a little more than they were counting on. Exactly. And so what exactly does Ducktail go after? Is it just a, a pretty broad info stealer? Yeah, so uh, just some background. I mean, Ducktail is not uh, net new. I mean, they've been around since uh, uh, at least 2021. And mm. it's it's attributed to a Vietnamese threat group. Uh, the campaigns that the team has tracked uh, since last year were all focused on taking over Facebook business accounts. Right. And the mm-hmm. intent over there is to uh, either manipulate the page or to access uh, the financial information. And, and uh, you know, the goal is to steal data and co- commit financial fraud over there. Mm-hmm. Um, the earlier versions that we saw um, were written using .NET Core, uh, which is um, you know the Microsoft open source version of .NET. Um, and they were leveraging Telegram uh, with those with that one to perform CNC activity and uh, exfiltrate data, right? The, the data mm-hmm. that gets stolen after the account hijacking. In August uh, 2022, Zscaler Threat Labs team saw a new campaign uh, consisting uh, of the Info Stealer, uh, which is uh, you know, in PHP version. And again, it's still aiming to exfiltrate sensitive data. Um, but it will target a little bit broad. I mean, we'll look at uh, things saved in the browser. So save credentials in web browser, uh, specifically targeting Facebook account information. Uh, but rather than going after just uh, Facebook business accounts now, and they're, they're targeting you know, a broader consumer base as well. And how exactly are, are they going after people on Facebook? Are they, are they going after their credentials? Yeah, the goal over here is uh, with the payload that I spoke about. Uh, they so folks who are looking for <laughs> cracked or free version of the software will download um, a payload that is uh, um, that is basically this malware that will then run on the system. Look for save credentials, which includes Facebook mm. um, business accounts, right? and and the credentials get stolen. The threat actor is able to establish access. Uh, to the page, make changes. They are able to access uh, even the financial information related to the business account and, and get access 
to uh, basically steal that part as well to perform financial fraud. You know, deep and usually when we talk about these things, I ask you, you know, what folks can do to help protect themselves. I suppose in this case, we lead off with don't download cracked software. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> don't, don't look for free versions of, uh, uh, you know, licensed software. Right, right. But suppose I'm, I'm, you know, running an organization here and, and one of my users does this. Are there things that I should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, look, in this case, um, uh, you you need to have a strategy in place that users will make a mistake. They will click on those links. You know, they will download, uh, uh, you know, at times, uh, suspicious payload. So this is where your your cloud sandboxing solution uh, plays a very important role because many of these payloads are packaged near real time when the user clicks on the link and tries to download them. Now, not uh, uh, downplaying the fact that you're the inline um, engines, um, whether it's the IPS engine, your, your, your scanning engines, uh, all of those play a very important role in blocking things that are known bad. But when the pack payloads are being packaged uh, um, near real time, you also need to have uh, a sandboxing solution that's able to detonate the payload, monitor the behavior, and convict the file based on activity it performs. The other piece that I would always encourage is to include uh, some of these uh, uh, scenarios in your employee awareness training as well. It's important to uh, make the employees aware that in, in your quest for downloading that free version of the software, you know, there's so many of these cases uh, where you're inadvertently downloading a malware file that can cause a lot of harm, not just uh, to the um, to their individual system, but to the business overall. All right. Well, deep and decide. Thanks so much for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. Don't forget to check out the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast where I contribute to a regular segment called Security. Huh? I join Jason and Brian on their show for a lively discussion of the latest security news every week. You can find Grumpy Old Geeks where all the fine podcasts are listed. The Cyberwire podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe. 
where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. The show was written by John Petrick. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.